Hey, fuck boys and fuck ladies. This is Tyler from Worst in the Industry. We have a lot of laughs on our show, and we get into some pretty heated topics, so it's important to remember that the views expressed by the hosts of Worst in the Industry are their own and in no way representations of the views held by the Planet Ant Podcast Network or Planet Ant as an organization. Yell at us, not at them. Maybe send me a dick pic every once in a while. That'd be cool. Thanks, and enjoy the show. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. know that eisenhower was actually going to quit he was going to resign in the middle of world war fucking two because he fell in love with his driver i did not know that his jeep driver he fell in fucking love with him and he wrote like a letter back to um i believe it was the president it might have been like uh like a department of war official uh but they were like Shut the fuck up, Ike. We're in the middle of World War fucking two. Get back to work. He was, he was like, like Sir, I'm I in think love. I'm... I must resign and run away with my Jeep driver and abandon my wife. He's I like, think I am turning communist. He's like, we're killing Nazis. Shut the fuck up. Get back to well, your we, job. We don't have time for this. Ike, uh, Ike, Ike, go home. You're drunk. It's yeah. I, I didn't know that about Ike. I knew that he got funneled straight into fucking uh, into West Point and officer school. Never spent any time on a battlefield. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? Is that, like, all those generals, they're all kind of fruity? Like, Patton designed his own uniforms? Like, it's it's in the tradition of Alexander the Great. Well, Patton just, Patton just wanted to stand there and stare at his privates. <laughs> it's all about staring at your privates, man. He loved being up to his ankles in the waters of Iwo Jima. <laughs> definitely not, definitely not young studly cum. Oh, speaking of uh, World War II, I watched uh, the movie Midway. Would suggest. Pretty good. Would suggest it? Yeah. Uh, would suggest. Yeah. came out in 2019. Uh, Nick Jonas is in it. What? Really? Yeah, he actually did a very good job. It, you know, he played Pierpont J. Finch in a, uh, in a production of uh, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, and he did, like, a solid job. Yeah. I think he was a, either a contender or a winner of a Tony. Yeah, he was, uh, he was standing on the edge of a Japanese battleship, and uh, they said, what carrier are you from? And he told them to go fuck himself, and they pushed him off and threw an anchor out behind him, and he fucking sunk to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Does the head explode? <laughs> we didn't see that part, but I'm sure it did. That'd be great. But, uh... Woody Harrelson played Nimitz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he did a good job, too. Woody Harrelson, like, I don't want to say he's an underrated actor, but I think his range is underrated. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's definitely, like, an underrated range. dramatic actor. Oh, yeah, he's a chameleon. Oh, yeah. He'll fucking fit in do whatever you want him to do. He's, he's so good at, like... Because Woody Harrelson's one of those guys, right, where you see him in a movie, and you're like, oh, he's just going to be, like, the fun, lovable guy. But then he's, like, the scumbag. He's, like, the deep, like, perverted animal in the movie. And you're like, oh, Woody, what are you doing to me? I will skull fuck you, you bitch! I will skull fuck you, you bitch! Oh, 
All right. Well, <laughs> anyway, speaking, speaking of uh, misogyny, speaking uh, we're going to intro today's episode. Uh, speaking of a cadre of fruity elites, we're talking about golf course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to Worst in the Industry this week. Uh, the show where this golf cart full of drunken idiots attempts to drive, not with our pedals and steering wheels, but with our fancy sticks. Uh, and chase our balls vaguely in the direction of the green, and the green is truth. My name is Justin St. Peter, and I don't play golf <laughs> to my left. My name is Colin Stanley, and I'm fixing a divot <laughs> to my left. My name's Tyler, and where's my fucking four iron? <laughs> did, I, did I tell you guys that I went golfing with my brother and dad for, uh, for, for Father's Day? And by golfing, I meant I drove the cart around until Kyle was like, hey, hit a ball. Yes. And then I lost one of his balls. He's like, go get the Your ball. dad can golf now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah good dad's for him. Driving. Dad's driving. Dad's, dad's fully mobile. He good for him. Boot. He's had the boot off for a minute. Yeah, boot's been off. Did, have I showed you guys his uh, his tattoos? Uh, uh, you have not. Oh, no. Oh, I, the pew pew? You told me about them. Yeah, the, the, the pew pew tattoos. The bullet so bullet for, tattoos. For, for reference for the audience, my father uh, shot himself in the leg a couple of years ago. Out through the foot. <laughs> Yeah, um, actually, actually, it came out the bottom of his calf. I thought it came out the bottom of his foot. Uh, I was incorrect. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's my, my dad put a forty-five through his calf. Uh, he's very lucky to have retained the foot, to have retained most of the feeling. Um, and what he, he also got was uh, a pair of tattoos on his, and his entrance and exit wounds that say pew in and pew out. And in between are the words pew pew. That's very funny. I really like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I, I I wanted to be upset because I was I wanted to be like, oh, dad, that's that's corny, but like it's pretty fucking good. It's like there are moments when you're looking at your parents or hearing about something they they said or did when they were your age, and you're like, there it is. That's where I get it. Yep. And, yeah. And, and Justin, I just had that moment for you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh. Yes, yeah. I uh, I am my father's son. But yeah, we're uh, we're talking about uh, country clubs, golf clubs, golf courses. Basically, the the concept of these private organizations. Uh, odds are, you live anywhere in the country, you have one within uh, pissing distance. Um, now, I'm gonna before we get into it, I am gonna say there's a lot of people who aren't uh, a members of the pedophilic pedophilic global elite uh, who play golf. Right? There there's just regular Joe schmoes that play golf now because. We're in a world where, like, even if you really don't make the money to get a status symbol, you will find a way to subsidize that status symbol to a point where you can have it. So, like, the other day, like, uh, I drove by, like, a shitty golf course, like, with a trailer park backed up to it. So, like, some of what I'm going to say in here isn't, um, it's not the rule, but it is still in effect in a lot of areas. Um and let's why we're let's get into it let's get into it folks so um we're gonna i'm gonna use the the phrase lawn culture a lot mm. so i'm going to operationalize my terminology at the top here and say when i say lawn culture i mean like the uh petty bourgeois or if you're an annoying fucking mouth-breathing leftist uh the pmc the uh basically people who are college educated have a stable income they can afford to put their kids through college, or at least could uh, at least uh, 10 to 15 years ago. Um, people who are psychotic about their lawns and, like, the maintenance, like, 
we we got we put a new sod. It's it's Kansas bluegrass, and it's like I don't give a fuck. You're crazy, <laughs> and you're ruining biodiversity, um, and all your bees are gonna starve. And then that's what happens. All the bees are gone. They don't care um, about so, bees. Bees are a nuisance to those people. Yeah. So, uh, when I talk about long culture, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, those that specific like cultural niche people who like their lawn is like their personality and like the whole point of having a house to them. Um, because as we're gonna get into, that's all a golf course is. It's just a big lawn that you and your friends get to get drunk on. Yeah. Uh. So. Uh, historically, so we're gonna we're gonna go back in time a few hundred years, um, roundabout, uh, and, and I think probably the best time to talk about this. And the reason I'm talking about this episode is the turn of the century, uh, the eight, uh, the the change from the 19th to the 20th century. This period of time, where you're really starting to see, like the last vestiges of land owning nobility start to kind of disappear, and be replaced in society with uh, business people. Um, basically, uh, nouveau riche. These, this is the point where nouveau riche people, new money, are now becoming old money because they've had it for so long, right? You know, it, at towards the end of Reconstruction, the people who are making their money in steel and railroads had been for at least a generation. The people who were making their money in oil were now middle-aged and having kids of their own. So we're getting to a point where these people are... They are, they're sitting on a massive stack of cash, and they're starting to have leisure time. So we're going to get back to that. But basically, uh, the materialization of this wealthy landowning class, um, separate from the um, familial, like, the verifiable family pedigree of nobility, um, basically requires a method of distinction. So these people, right, like, before, you knew who the rich people were because they're all fucking related. You knew who the people who were better than you in society were because they get to wear the crown and when they when they die, their kid gets the castle. Right? Now yeah. we're living in a world at this this moment in time, right? This, this 19th to 20th century shift where that's not really happening anymore. Like, hmm. they need, like, you start to know these names, the Rockefellers, the Vanderbilts, uh, you know, Carnegie, exactly. Like, we're starting to get there. But there's not, we're not at a point where them walking down the street, like, tells you that person's better than me, that person's richer than me. Um, so they start to have to build these structures, and this happens earlier in time because obviously this class of people started earlier. Hmm. Um, but they have to build these groups and organizations that, that are able to verify their pedigree in the same way that a nobleman's pedigree used to be verified by, like, the church or, like, uh, scholars or clerics, that kind of thing. So, yeah. their answer to that are these fraternal lodges and orders, stuff like the Masons and, um, uh, like, the Moose Lodge, all these guys, right? And what ends up happening is, you know, the problem there is, well, not everybody can be a, a you know, a member of Skull and Bones, right? Not everybody can get into Yale like the fucking Bush family. Uh, not everyone and, can get into Bohemian Grove on an inflatable boat. Yeah, not a, not everybody can jerk off inside Geronimo's skull, right? So, yeah. um, did you not know that, Justin? No, that was that's. Uh, is that a Bohemian Grove thing or a, a skull? That's and bones literally thing? where they get their name from. They go to the tomb. 
there's a there's a specific crypt uh, that they go to, and they go and they all jerk off inside of Geronimo's skull, and they share the most intimate, disgusting secrets with each other. Um, and Skull and Bones is actually used as a massive recruiting operation for the CIA. Uh, my brain is full pudding now, which is why we're doing this episode. Because I yeah, I'm I'm glad that we're doing this episode because I I don't want to think about this this uh, slimy skull anymore. Yeah, I, I I find it hilarious that any time any politician is asked about Skull and Bones, people are like, "So what goes on at Skull and Bones?" They're like, <laughs> "Next question." Yeah, and then they're like, "Yeah, next question," and just move on. Yeah, it's like no, we don't expect an answer. Uh, <laughs> No, you know what this it is. is so actually uh okay i'm not gonna get into it we're gonna talk about it in the oil series but that's so basically the reason we're doing this episode as uh, a brief aside is because every time i was reading these fucking books and they're talking about these blood drinking psychos there's always a scene where there's a conversation with them on a golf course like every time when i was reading it's where the business goes down i'm reading killers of the flower moon they're talking about hoover and tom white having a drink and golfing they're fucking talking about in uh, fucking Family of Secrets. Fucking Prescott Bush and this other motherfucker are on the fucking links. They're on the fucking course. They're fucking talking. Where's Jeb? <laughs> I uh, wasn't born Who yet. Who cares? He, uh, he was born, but he was like a toddler at the time. Ah. Uh, Jeb, 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 um, Jeb, This, this is Jeb. when uh, HW is still uh, like killing people for the CIA. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Hell. Killing people for the CIA before he became president. Uh, yeah. Not killing people for the CIA after he became president. This is before uh, he became This president. is back actually okay. before he became vice president, too. Uh, or uh, head of the CIA. Um, anyway, again, oil series stuff. But they're all talking on fucking golf courses. So this is why the episode's happening. Um, so yeah. Uh, not everybody can be a member of Skull and Bones like the Bush family. Like, not every mm. new rich person, not every, like, inheritor of new money could do that. Um, of course, they still have to have exclusivity within their own class. Exactly. And then, also, um, once you get to that level of money, uh, it turns out you don't really have to fucking work at all. So you have a lot of free time. You got a lot of just, like, fuck around leisure time. So, you know, in that context... Golf solves both of those issues. Golf, you need a lot of fucking money for the for the equipment, for the land, uh, for the maintenance of the equipment in the land, for stocking it, for you know having these like events and like galas and all of this shit there. It takes a lot of fucking pay money. Carl Spackler to kill your groundhogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bill Bill Murray's not cheap these days. It's not. Is he on cameo? With good reason. Can we get him? Can we? Oh, Can we get hold him? on. I thought we were getting OJ. We want. Oh, we, we, we pour candle those toes. Yeah, let's get OJ and Bill Murray. That'd let's be get OJ and Bill Murray to do like a TikTok <laughs> duet. Yes. Oh my god. Oh, that would be. That would be perfect. Please, Bill Murray, if you're listening, get in contact with OJ or OJ. Get in contact with Bill Murray. <laughs> what, what do you think he's gonna fucking send him a letter he's gonna yeah. sell him he's gonna send him a fucking manila envelope with the other glove in it like i didn't do it <laughs> so yeah so golf is really uh golf is really expensive um but also if you've ever fucking played around to golf or seen mm -hmm. your grandpa fall asleep to it on tv um it's a long fucking game it takes a long time to play it takes a whole weekend 
takes a whole fucking weekend sometimes. Yeah, well, watch fucking Players Championship. That shit's like four days. So, you know, golf is filling both those holes for them. It's a place to put a shit ton of the money they have, um, and it's a place to fill their fucking leisure time. Yeah. Little tiny sidebar here. Did you guys see at the one of the PGA Tour uh, competitions that was recently? Uh, dude by the name of John Rahm uh, finished his third day in the lead, and uh, after he hit 18, they uh, walked up to him and they were like, "Hey, you uh, you tested positive for COVID, so you can't play the last day." So he lost. <laughs> Good. Damn. Good. Yeah. R.I.P. He's not. No, I wish he was watching golf. I was busy watching the cornhole uh, national championships. Hell yeah! He hey. was vaccinated though. Somehow he still got it. It's probably that Delta huh. variant. Hmm. Vaccinations oh, don't yeah. stop you from getting it. Yeah, yeah they just yeah. like it, make it just yeah. less likely to kill you. Yeah. Maybe he was just like <laughs> he was just <laughs> just sucking out like a big gulp full of people's like spit and cum, just like <laughs> this is my vaccine. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know how they have the Arnold Palmer drink and the, you know, it's the John Rom. The John Rom. It's 50% spit, 50% cum. <laughs> yeah, 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 get all get all the fucking caddies over here, let make them spit and cum in this glass. Spit and cum in this glass. <laughs> <laughs> what is oh. this, skull and bones? Oh, it's just what I like, thick but not too thick. No, they're not drinking it out of a Native American skull, so no. God, fucking, fucking playing literally get with a goddamn skull. I'm sorry. I, I just want to come back to this for a second. It's so <laughs> fucked up, obviously, that they're all jerking off in front of each other, right? Like, and and not like as like a, a boys will be boys like, sexuality experiment, but as like a shameful humiliation ritual. But also in, within that ritual, they are like ceremonially disrespecting. A figure of resistance to American empire and capital, like through it, they're like, it's not that's enough. That's probably that's probably what gets some fucking hard. It's not enough that we have to like blackmail each other with all the horrific shit that we've done as children of inherited wealth, but also in the process, we want to shit on the memory of somebody who dared to like defy us in any way. It's it. It makes it. It's boiling my blood. My blood is boiling. Um, hmm. I can I can hear Colin's blood pressure rising from. I'm just grinding my teeth. Oh shit! I just I just got the alert from his monitor that we have on him. Yeah, it's getting too high, buddy. So uh, I don't know if you guys know, uh, but when a when a country club is established, not only uh, or country or golf club rather is established, not only does it like cordon off acres of fucking land that could be used as a public good for like public park. Or, you know, any slew of, like, infrastructural things. Or to leave as untouched wildlife, uh, as we're going to get to in a minute. Um, but also, by establishing a prestigious organization of that size, you substantially uh, affect the property taxes of the surrounding real estate. You're shooting that shit up. Now, there is a limit. Like, the, there's, like, a little weird thing where, like, the closer you are to a golf course, um, the lower your property tax is. Um... But then, like, a block out, it actually jumps up. Nobody wants to be on the golf course, but people want to be near it. And I think, Yeah, you want to be close, but you don't want balls in your yard. Yeah, based on a 2018 study, it was, like, on average, it, this property tax hike um, is, like, two to three blocks out. 
So you're basically ensuring, depending on the size of your golf course, that the entire surrounding like neighborhoods are not going to be anybody that you don't want there. It's not going to be anybody undesirable who can't afford to live there. It's going to be people like you and your friends and your family and yourself. Um, now, this basically in conjunction with the reference requirement that a lot of clubs maintain uh, essentially acts as a non-legislative backstop to things like redlining policies. So redlining policies, for those of you who don't know, are based on um, literally red lines drawn on maps where uh, banks and other financial and real estate and uh, like privately held groups will say, well, we don't lend here or we don't lend at like good rates here. We don't sell homes to people from here. And uh, guess fucking what? Every other fucking time that you look into it, it's the neighborhood where they forced all the black people to live. Oh, uh, really? So, weird how that happens every time. Literally created. No. In America? <laughs> In America? In a... It's not thought... the country. I thought, I thought Martin this Luther was the... King Jr. solved racism. Oh, I wait, thought no. the FBI killed him. I thought all men were created equal. You know what? Uh, you know what, Tommy? Tommy Jefferson? Uh, I would believe that if you didn't own your own children. Uh, I we would take that seriously. Hey, you know what they say? Kids these days they don't want to work, so you gotta fucking force them. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Wow, Tyler cutting that one too. I'm chattel fucking... slavery, but only for his own kids. Sounding real, real feudally libertarian over there. Actually, there's there's an art. So there's like two arguments that are made with that line, right? The one argument is all men are created equal. Well, they were bullshitting because they didn't actually mean it, right? And this was just them like jerking themselves off. The other is they did mean it, and just your perception of what men is is wrong. Because it's just supposed to be white landowning men. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah. Like, it's like the, it's, I mean, the, the only, he's fucked either way. Yeah. The only I good Daniel Tosh joke ever when he said, uh, can you imagine that side glance they all shot at each other when they read that line? All men are created, created equal. equal. Mm. <laughs> you sure. know what we mean. <laughs> you know what we mean. It's a good one. Uh, but yeah. So, like, the, the, basically, they're creating this bubble that is affecting all the land around it. And, you know, it's not just like there's one golf course or one country club. There's usually a few in a given region or a few in a given county. So, like, mm. they can effectively, like, gerrymander their way into who gets to live in this area. Like, they can, they can do that. Like, it is, nobody gets to vote on this. Nobody gets to, to decide yeah. this. They are undemocratically, unilaterally deciding, hey, um, people below this level of income and below this level of whiteness <laughs> aren't allowed to live here. And we're going to make sure. Same thing with homeowners associations. Those are all yeah. built on, mm -hmm. on racist notions of redlining and fall in line with redlining policies. Um, so it's basically they have found a way to take all the racist systemic shit held over from Jim Crow, wash it through the uh, free enterprise spirit of America and turn racism into a protected business model. 
uh, it's great. And uh, I had mentioned the reference requirement. So what I mean by that is these clubs, literally you have to know somebody to get in. Yeah. You have to mm-hmm. know somebody, or like be friends with somebody who knows somebody. And if you don't know somebody, you have to go to their leadership council, which I assume is like the group of Mormons that all like fuck all their favorite kids. Uh, like it's it's the council of leaders, the council yeah, of put elders. A, put on the special underwear. Anytime there's a yes. council of old men, I'm just assuming something disgusting is happening. Um, and I think Most it's of a, the time there is. It's a pretty good, it's a pretty good solid assumption. I would uh, say but, so. You have to go to them, and you have to petition them, and then they will assign you a sponsor as, like, a form of their AA? own collateral. I know. I know, right? Is this fucking AA? No, because they don't actually help anybody. Uh, no. <laughs> but <laughs> they assign you a sponsor, and if you fuck up, your sponsor gets in trouble, too. What? So it's, huh. like, it's a way where they get to, like, weed out and control in this really gross, like, sickening way exactly who they get to associate with and who gets to associate with them they literally get to put this filter on their life so when we talk about um you know throughout our show we talk about all the time how people of a certain level of income literally aren't people anymore they they don't have real life experiences that aren't highly cultivated and like highly separated these are like the hothouse plants of people there is no cross-pollination happening they live in a bubble that's why people were fucking shocked when Donald Trump won the election or why people were um, like there wasn't more outrage when Barack Obama didn't do anything uh, in regards to the 2008 um, recession. Because these people live at these such these insulated lives and these are the people for the most part who are voters. These are the people who for the most part are sitting on city council and working yep. as like the comptroller or the road commissioner. These are yeah. the people who control, like, the the little fucking banal minutia of your life, and they have no connection to anything genuine. No, like, spontaneous random act touches these people because they've elevated and insulated themselves to such an extent that it's impossible. Yeah, and it's, it's gotten even worse since, like, uh, the developments of Facebook and all this stuff is in 24-hour news cycles these people come home from their job and then they turn on fox news or oan or whatever and then they go on facebook and it's literally a fucking echo chamber and whatever they want to hear is all they're going to hear all day yeah and and that's the case for everybody like it's not just conservatives like when we talk about these people there are like liberal democrat country clubs like i know in your mind you're thinking like trump and mar-a-lago and shit like that but, like, depending on the state and the area that you're in, like, you don't think that, like, in upstate New York, where it is super liberal, that there's not going to be, like, a country club? Yeah, it's club. all fucking neo-lib or centrist like, bullshit. Yeah, like, or fucking North Maine California. or New Hampshire. Like, these are, quote-unquote, good liberals. These are, that's where fucking Ben and Jerry's from. Fucking Vermont. These people are, Ben and like, Jerry's is going to burn down the country, and I really hope they do. <laughs> no. No. Fucking like, these people on paper cream. are, like good like well-behaved progressives right um Mm -hmm. but they're not they're not because this is what they really are and you can say you can see it by the way they act and the things they actually do with their time and with their money and it's investing in things like this now obviously as we've talked about before a lot of them aren't doing it consciously they're not like well i go to the country club because i want to make sure black people 
aren't allowed. And I'm sure there's lots of country clubs that do allow black people, but they only allow black people of a certain level of income or from a certain pedigree. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not... Just because it reinforces racism doesn't mean it can't be integrated or can't be inclusive. Because the systems themselves are doing it. It doesn't matter about the individual makeup. That's why we talk about systemic racism. When people get all up in arms, we're like, cops are racist. You know, as a rule, a cop is racist. Um, We're not talking about that cop's individual beliefs or thoughts. We're saying that the role that that cop assumes when they go out on patrol is racist. Because it is explicit Uh in its oppression of the underclass of people in this country, black people. These country clubs are doing the same thing. Just, they're, instead of putting... Uh, a fucking floor and walls around it like cops do they're putting a ceiling on it they're saying no no higher than here this is your level you stay below here i can't say it any better than this in the words of the immortal george carlin it's a big fucking club and you ain't in it and you know we've we've wanted to talk about country clubs golf courses for a while now um and this is like i think probably the reason that justin's uh most (laughs) ready to talk about um is the environmental impact um, absolutely we talk about uh lawn culture and how wasteful it is and how it you know flattens biodiversity it's like okay you get rid of all the clover and all the various like flowers and quote-unquote weeds because mm-hmm. just so you guys know there's there's not actually a classification of plants known as weeds like weeds are just any plant that is not determined to be desirable so like crabgrass is just grass it's not a weed dandelions are just flowers they're not weeds uh in fact they can be very fucking useful plants uh in the right context dandelion is edible and also great mm-hmm. for uh pollination and yeah. things like that i know crabgrass you helps can... with um soil integrity and like maintaining nutrients and moisture in topsoil uh because of like the root yeah. network like yeah because we are... want another dust bowl yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly lawn it's, culture uh... literally will send us into a new dust bowl um, if it's unregulated, which it basically is. Yep, and soil erosion, boys and girls. Big time. Big time soil. We're, this is this is the exciting part of the episode. We start talking yeah. about soil erosion. All right. And make sure everybody mm. get your pens and paper Sexiest out. Topic. Get your pens test. and paper out. There will be a test at the end. Take your notes. It will yeah, not be open oh, note. Man, I wish I knew how to write. You get to listen through <laughs> once. I knew how to write. <laughs> and if you fail, you fail. We are not grading on a curve in this class. No, there's no curve. I would be doing you a disservice if I graded you on a curve. You wouldn't learn anything. Exactly. Oh, we're God, trying to make we're trying to make A doctors, not C doctors, okay? Thank you. You know what they call a person who finishes last in medical school? A doctor. Not in this fucking school, bud. Yeah. We're we're getting neurosurgeons, all right? Let's talk about soil erosion. Yeah, we're gonna get Let's talk we're gonna get soil. We're gonna get Ben Carson's out of this one. Yeah, alright. <laughs> And uh, to bring bring us in here today, we have uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson for you, everybody. Oh, well, make sure he keeps his hands to himself. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll make sure. <laughs> Just in your face. <laughs> and and don't worry, we're, we're since we're gonna be uh, since we're going to be so uh, we're gonna be talking a lot of shit about grass. We're making him change the his second part of his name there. Yeah, it's we're not Neil. It's it not Neil deGrasse Neil Tyson, Tyson anymore. It's, we're going to make him change his name to Neil de Biodiversity Tyson. Neil de Native Plants Tyson. De Native Plants Tyson. <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah, uh, the environmental impact uh, is fucking wild. So, 
I want to talk first. We're going to talk about biodiversity more uh, in a minute. But mm-hmm. first, I want to talk about fucking water use. Uh, I know uh, we've, yeah. we've we've talked about water on the show a lot, uh, especially back in the Nestle it's, it's episode. It's kind of a yeah, do, very big issue in the world, and it's it's only going to get bigger now that, you know, you can trade water futures. Do you, and, guys, uh, do you guys think that people at Nestle HQ just, like, look up stats for how much water golf courses weigh, waste and just fucking jerk off furiously? They're like, I those, no, 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 no. They're like, those are rookie numbers. You need to get those numbers up. Pump we, those numbers up. We basically drained Pakistan dry and lost half of the fucking water. Uh, it's they, they, they just, they just masturbate using nothing but water. It's all about supply and demand. Supply, demand. Want. Drain all the water out. Demand goes up. I just, it's just a Mortan Joe, but he has a big fucking bird's nest on his chest. It's like, do not become water fat. Yes, my friends, do not become fat with water. And water greedy. No. I love that. I love the phrase water fat. I'm going to start using that. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Stop. Stop looking at me, okay? I know. I'm just water fat. I'm not. I'm not. One of my favorite insults I've ever heard was uh, tap water goblin. Tap water goblin? Yeah, that's like a Q. Like, people in Q call people, like, that aren't, like, subscribed to the Q beliefs. They call them tap water goblins. Oh, because we're drinking the fluoride? What kind water, of water yeah. are they drinking? Fiji water yeah. only. Are you sh- so? What the fuck? You, wait, wait, is wait. That, is that like is that like a Q thing? Yeah. Why? Why? I think I think Fiji's in on it. Yeah, I think Fiji is, is Q. I think Fiji is Q. It's yeah. It was it was all fucking long con to sell more Fiji here's water. Here's the thing, right? Like, just, let's just okay. Let's okay. We're done with the golf episode. Apparently, let's talk about this thing. <laughs> what the fuck? Why? I'm trying to think through this, right? Like, I understand I understand the paranoia about tap water, right? Like, people have been paranoid about it, uh, you know, forever. And like, there's some degree of, like, like truth there. I mean, there. like, yeah, the government can't be trusted. Yeah, like, the government has lied about how much lead is in the water. To fucking see Flint, comma, the water crisis in. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, like, I get it. But... Why is Fiji telling the truth and the government's not... Like, how can you trust... If you can't trust, like, the water board for your county, oh. can you trust the international company company of Fiji? Like, Oh, you didn't hear? Mike Lindell bought Fiji water. Well, he bought Fiji water? Are you, wait, are you fucking serious? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh man. How I'm fucking just... funny would that be, though? That would be Mike Lindell just honestly. comes fucking drenched in sweat, be, fucking no, coked no, up. No, it's drenched in Fiji water. He's constantly, <laughs> He's so, just constantly I, pouring Fiji I water. I have the documents. I have, I the, have documents. the documents. I've got the Fiji water. I'm. My name is Mike Lindell. I am the CEO of MyPillow and Fiji Water Incorporated. That's the full name of the company. I fill pillows with empty Fiji water bottles. Go fuck yourself, I'm rich. Uh, <laughs> Who owns Fiji water? I don't want to know. Oh, boy. It's <laughs> just going to be a new episode. It's just going to be another fucking episode. Every oh. time. I just remember back when we talked about Nestle and their bottled water, there was the comparison of like, oh, at least it's not. It's called Fiji because it's not from Cleveland. And then Cleveland was like, fuck you, our water's clean. <laughs> no. I swear to God, if it's Nestle. No, it's something worse. He's laughing too hard. <gasps> Nobody. Who is it, Tyler? Oh. Okay. In 2006, Fiji Water ran an advertising campaign stating, the label says Fiji because it's not bottled in Cleveland. 
This was taken as an insult by the city's water department. The Cleveland Water Department ran tests on a bottle of Fiji water to Cleveland tap water and some other national brands. Fiji water reportedly contained 6.31 micrograms of arsenic per liter, whereas the tap water of Cleveland contained one. Okay, that's fair, but Cleveland's river also can be set on fire. Whoops. So... Yeah. What does that say about Fiji, then? But that's all Yo. the fuck. They just eat... They just eat yeah, they're just eating fu- fucking hot dog and do you, I don't piss think it in the water. Set like, the what do you Detroit expect? River on fire. I think, I'm sure you could if you tried. Uh, I don't. I think there's there's too much sewage and dead bodies, and it offsets the degree of like gasoline and motor oil. Yeah. I think there's I think more gasoline and motor oil in the Cleveland River. Yeah. Where? What do you think we do with it? With ours? We can't put it in the Detroit. Send it down River. to Cleveland. <laughs> Send it out of fucking Cleveland. Bringing the Browns to the Super Bowl. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, golf courses. So, back to the water usage of golf courses. Uh, so, yeah. I looked at this up. Uh, there's a few sources that verified this. Um, now, on average, um, the annual usage of water in a golf course um, is going to be between four to 0.8 acre feet per acre annually. Now that depends on the region, obviously rainfall. So you're going to see the four acre feet uh, more in like the southwest and the 0.8 more in like the northwest, northeast, where you get a lot of rainfall. Now I know what you're saying, and I will tell you what is an acre foot. Uh, Thank you. That was exactly. <laughs> that I was just looking question. it up. No fucking idea what the an fucking acre, acre foot is. Is a 66 by 660 foot area of land with a foot high of water so that area of water oh so it's a measurement of volume it is a volume measurement yes that is how much water and i did the math one acre foot in gallons is 325,850.943 gallons so they're doing a third of a million gallons of water per acre annually on average, and up to over 1.3 million gallons of water per acre annually, depending on the region. Fucking Christ. And that's just the water. So if you're familiar with numbers, it's a lot. That's, that is, that is, that is so many waters. So obviously we're going to talk about the fact that, you know, the Western half of the country is experiencing a, continually experiencing a, every year it's a new historic drought. Every year it's even fucking hotter. Every year the fucking, do you guys remember last year where they're like, yeah, in California for the past few days, the sky's just been red because all the smoke from the fires is just, sun can't get through and everything looks like hell now. And we were just like, yeah, that seems cool to me. Well, guess what? (laughs) 1.3 million fucking gallons of water per acre in California golf courses. It's great. It's great use of water. Yeah, it's exactly what they should be using it for. You know what doesn't need water? Disc golf courses. You know what doesn't need you to fucking sprinkler it? A forest. A fucking just untouched wildlife. Disc golf. Drought-inducing, water-table-depleting water usage aside, uh, the flattening of biodiversity uh, in a given region, purely for the sake of shithead lawn culture aesthetic, should be a capital offense. 
that's in my notes. Yeah, that's the only reason why we have Lyme disease. People complain about the ticks all the time. And it's like, well, thanks. Say thanks to suburbs. Thanks. Say thanks to yeah. fucking. Not even fucking suburbs. Like golf courses. People just clear plots of land and then they sit for lease or for sale for decades. There are yeah. plots of land that went up for that. I remember as a kid got bought and cleared. They put up a sign and some variation of that sign is still up and nothing's ever been built on it. It's never been used for anything meaningful or useful or purposeful at all. It's just yeah, sat there what? as an empty fucking lot. Maybe if we let it's the fucking deer go there and eat the ticks, we wouldn't have fucking ticks. Everybody our age, in at least in like this area of the country for sure, has been driving by fucking empty lots our entire life. There's literally, uh, I used to live in Macomb Township, and you could literally see where like the building was halted, building of suburbs was halted by the recession. Because there are suburbs where there's like three houses and then the rest are empty lots. Because they literally had to stop the building project because everybody ran out of fucking money. Like, and it's just, and it's never gotten fixed. And it's not like anybody came in and built new houses there. And it's not like anybody has the, like, the only time new shit gets built is when some dickhead, like, 32-year-old whose parents, like, paid off their fucking college and then gave them, like, $30,000 of seed money are now building a new unit development or a series of condos so they can rake somebody over the coals like the landlord fucking leech scumbag that they are. Now, the flattening of this biodiversity um, <laughs> is exacerbated by the destruction of food sources, as we were talking about with the ticks and the deer. Now, this is done through the use of pesticides that also uh, contaminate the water table. Um, so massive amounts of them as well just literally destroying ecos like you have a golf course the runoff from that golf course can be tracked miles away from it miles it is and especially in a state like michigan where we have a ton of waterways and a lot of marsh and a lot of swamp where it's like yeah like one creek feeds into this thing and then it splits off in a million fucking directions for miles everywhere um that's a big fucking problem because those chemicals are going everywhere and because it's a private organization that's treating things for the lawn it is harder to regulate and crack down on when they pollute because oh it just rained too much we can't control that oh it's you know the fucking the shitty man-made pond that we carved out of here uh overflowed and just like just like fucking soaked into a roadway and next to the roadway that's the creek and now all the fucking shit's in the creek sorry guess rain shouldn't happen um so yeah so that on top of the as we talked about with bill murray the killing or relocation of quote-unquote pest animals things like gophers or hedgehogs uh small these these mammals played a central po uh, role in a lot of the ecosystems in the midwest and across north america we need them um they take care of a lot of these smaller bugs that we're seeing a lot of issues with now uh cicadas and fucking uh ticks mosquitoes and mosquitoes and mosquito larvae like, mosquito larva is so important to the fucking ecosystem. People who are like, mosquitoes are actually not important to the ecosystem are mouth-breathing idiot losers, and I want to hit them in the face. You're, if you think that, you're stupid and wrong, and I will hurt you until you understand. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and the fact that, like, they chase geese off, and they chase ducks off. I hate waterfowl. They're disgusting animals, but they're necessary. We need them. 
If you got a problem with Canada Gooses, you got a problem with me. Buddy, you don't fucking get it. Suggest you let that one marinate. <laughs> my parents, my parents didn't have a honeymoon, right? So when okay. we were little, they took us. That's a good us, way to start off a marriage. You know what? The way they start off the marriage was my mom telling my dad no three times. So that's. Uh, <laughs> wow. My dad cannot take a fucking hint, apparently. Uh, Dad's persistent. It's persistent guy. It is psychopathically persistent. <laughs> now we went to we went to Colorado Springs. They took us there, and I have a distinct oh. memory of being like two years old, on a paddle boat with my dad, with a flock of fucking swans chasing after us, hissing and jamming their fucking beaks into the wooden boat and nipping at me and honking and hissing and it's literally burned into my brain that these are evil animals and well yeah swans are evil animals because they're the aristocrats of the waterfowl no but geese and ducks are just as bad they all hiss they all rape and fuck dead bodies and eat each other they have fucking teeth even though they're birds like it cannot be understated these are awful creatures these are like trash dinosaurs if a dinosaur evolved within the confines of a half submerged dumpster that is what they would have become and here they are now they're awful animals but necessary to the environment we need them as much as i hate them, we need them. I, have a, I, have, I have a biodiversity fun fact please let's hear it uh earthworms are an invasive species yeah yeah, they came over with the yeah, they're, they're literally brought over on the map. Super useful though. Yeah, actually, the one of the invasive species that didn't like completely fuck this country. It's actually part of the reason. Not like those got darn Asian carp. They're, they're delicious, apparently. Uh, I thought you couldn't you eat, them. eat them. You can eat carp. I they were like full of fucking arsenic and like old bol- fucking bolts and nails. Am I and thinking shit. a lionfish? I might be thinking a lionfish. No, lionfish no, lion are poisonous. Are highly poisonous. No, lionfish are edible. They are. I watched a video on it. Yeah, but they are also highly the heat poisonous. The destroys the poison. The heat of cooking it neuters the poison. You can eat them. I want some lionfish. It's like fugu. Anyways. But not as poisonous as fugu. But you don't cook fugu. What? You don't cook fugu. You can't. It's traditionally served raw. You can eat it. You can eat it cooked. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. Welcome to cooking time with. <laughs> oh, I wish yeah, we could do eat apparently a different Those fucking Those fuckers show. are everywhere. Well, oh some God, welcome yeah. to. Welcome to fish in the industry, where we talk worst about the worst in the we cooking. We talk about all the invasive species of fish that we've been thinking about lately. <laughs> it's me, your host, oh, Colin Stanley. To my want. left is catch of the day, Justin St. Peter. To his and left, my, my name. Delicious. My name is Tyler. My name is Tyler Asian Carp. But yeah. Uh, in essence, uh, golf courses are evil, racist, and are destroying the environment. They're wholly, uh, completely fucking uh, unuseful, impractical. Um, they act as a like breeding ground for more of these psychotic, fucking bourgeois uh, asshole. Whatever you want to call them, whatever you think is the right term, I don't care. Like we're a non-sectarian leftist podcast. Call it whatever you want. I don't give a shit. You know, if you like Mao, you yeah. like Stalin, you like Lenin or Trotsky or whoever, whoever's your guy. I don't care what you call these freaks. They're freaks and ghouls, and they're awful people. 
and we should put trackers on their ankles, and their every move and thought should be monitored uh, by the state. And any time they step out of line, we should be able to re-educate them at will. And by re-educate, I mean put them back in the cattle cars and ship them out somewhere. I don't care where they go. I don't care what we do with them when they get there. But I don't want them around, and they don't deserve to live near me. Well. That's not advocating violence. <laughs> it's also not the official position of the podcast. <laughs> That's, that, that's a Colin Stanley position. Oh. And, uh, Vote Colin Stanley for drain commissioner. Jesus Christ, I'm going to run for drain commissioner. I'm going to do it. I, You know what, buddy? I believe in you. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's golf, golf courses are just, they're universally destructive. They are these, these gigantic, Cesspools. horrific monuments to... They're profane Capital altars. They, it is destroying environment and remaking it in its own bland mick image. They are like the golden... They are... You guys... Do you guys remember in the Bible? I've been thinking about the Bible a lot lately. Do you guys remember in the Bible when Moses goes up to the mountaintop and the Israelites are like, we built a golden calf, isn't it cool? Uh, and like, that's where the idolatry thing comes from. Like... That is what these are to me. They are like these altars to like just greed. It is it is the place of worship. These people, you know, depend like obviously their faiths vary. You know, there's Jewish folks and Muslim folks and various Christian uh, sects that are going to be found at these um, golf courses. But the one thing they have in common is that their true belief system is one of self uh, consumption, conspicuous consumption, and the oppression of all uh, people outside of their class, or at least people they don't perceive within their class, or uh, you know, who, who have some sort of flaw or failing inherent to them, whether that's their skin color, or just the region they were born in, or the level of uh, wealth they've been able to accrue. It doesn't matter. These are fucking evil people. They, they, I cannot be stressed enough that like whether they know it or not, whether they think it or not, through... And again, this doesn't apply to all golf courses or all golf clubs or all country clubs. Because there's a lot that have just, like, the, the class signifier has become disseminated, and there are lots of people who just go to them and they're regular people because they, they enjoy fucking drinking in the daytime with their friends, which we can relate to here at Worst in the Industry. Absolutely. Um, but the ones we are talking about are these massive, like, institutional country clubs and golf clubs. You know, there, there's, lots of, there's lots of these courses that are trying to do things more sustainably that are talking about turf alternatives and talking about pesticide alternatives and talking about um, like maintaining some degree of the, the native wildlife and the native biodiversity and like keeping large sections of their course uh, largely untouched. Like there are clubs that do that and are working towards that. But as yeah. a rule, they don't like a majority yeah. of them think... are not that. I think like you it's know, enjoying golf is is good, and like you know, if that's your thing, then go for it. But I don't think there should be so many golf courses. Yeah, like that's. I think we should literally like. Because I can literally, I can name fucking probably five within five miles of my house. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, um, I think, like, and this is like honest. This is not the cattle car proposition. This is um, I think like the the county that you live in should be able to like put a cap on all right this is how many golf courses you are allowed to have within like so many miles of each other 
or within the county itself and like if there are golf courses that currently exist beyond that cap um they either have to have like a a neutral like water consumption where they are like generate like they have there's they're absorbing like enough carbon like there'd have to be some sort of regulation or offset that's saying showing that they are uh not damaging the environment uh as much as they are uh, contributing to it and if they don't then you just fucking nationalize them you just go all right cool you're done you're disincorporated now get the fuck out this is now a public park um uh if talking to you state of michigan um if you can be so goddamn specific about uh marijuana zoning laws uh get more specific about oh my uh, golf course god zoning laws. the fucking bullshit i would love to be able to invoke like uh what's it what's the what's the ordinance that you can invoke it's like um public nuisance yeah you can invoke like a public nuisance ordinance in michigan uh for like dispensaries and things like that because the quote-unquote smell oh, they're too close to my church even though it's contained um but like there's no like okay i don't want to have to hear fucking sprinklers i don't want to fucking see this big ugly strip of grass where there could be a beautiful like lush grove or like a like a fucking just chunk of wilderness or fuck if we're gonna flatten it and make it like a man-made thing and make it a man-maintained thing use it do it for something everybody can use do it for something that you don't have to be charged and i looked this up about on average a little over 500 dollars a month to be a member of on average these these clubs cost people over 500 dollars a month um fucking which shit. like when we're talking about like and, and you know obviously we're talking about the, the the wealthier clubs the people that are the ones that are more exclusive because they're they're also the ones reinforcing these horrific uh systemically racist policies but like yeah regular people can't fucking afford that so there's just a huge fucking plot of land that no working class person or their family is ever going to be allowed onto under pretty much any circumstances unless they're invited there for like a fucking wedding or something and it just sits there and wastes resources and is a fucking eyesore golf courses are ugly they're fucking disgusting they really are like and eh, there's a few that are pretty i'll give it there's a few there are a few that but they're only pretty because they're accented with natural features that were already there yeah like uh, arcadia bluffs up uh near traverse city uh pebble beach uh in california is very beautiful yeah but mostly because like pebble beach it looks like a fucking oasis in the middle of a goddamn desert yeah because they're pumping millions of gallons of because water. it is in the middle of a fucking desert exactly yeah so like yeah there there are golf courses that do contribute aesthetically but it's not it's not as much as if they weren't there at all and it's yep. not worth it for the cost and that's why golf clubs and country clubs are the worst in the industry. And uh, in the spirit of our show, get your fucking nine irons out, boys. Get your nine. Get your fucking. I'm gonna get my wedge out. I'm gonna. A pitching wedge, or? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna get my pitch. I'm in a fucking sand trap of life right now. I'm trying to get out of there. Hey, uh, I got a golf joke for you guys. Oh God. If you're, if you're gonna, if you're gonna golf in a thunderstorm, what uh, what club do you bring? Uh, what club do you bring, Tyler? A one iron. A one not iron? even God could. Yeah, not even God could hit a one iron. <laughs> oh, I don't understand the joke. Thanks for listening, guys. A one iron is like completely flat. It's a terrible club. Nobody uses them. <laughs> okay.
All right. Uh, we're going to put our socials down in the chat, uh, down in the chat, in the episode description. I know um, Tyler has something coming around the pike uh, for next week. And then hopefully soon we're going to be getting to the oil series. This is like kind of inspired by my research for it. Um, it's really ruining my mental health to research this. So I hope that the ensuing episodes will be worth it. Uh, thanks again for listening, guys. You have a, you have a good day. Bye-bye. Kisses.